I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, traveler. Why why do you keep why do we keep leaning into the mic to say that? Because I want to make it, you know, it's it's well honestly, for those that know my my greetings traveler is a tribute to a specific horror icon and uh, which is who just for everybody who's you know older than five who 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 are you doing it, it is a tribute to the old radio programs of old but it is actually a parody garth Moringi's dark place okay uh, i knew and- you were gonna somehow bring garth Moringi back up and then they're like no nah, hey, whatever. whatever his new book is coming out I am very excited about it. Uh, the sequel to Terror Tome. And for those who don't know, Garth Moringi is a fictitious author, uh, uh, Arthur Holmness, uh, and it was created for an 80s TV show that it wasn't created in the 80s. It was created in the 2000s, but they pretended it was an 80s TV show. It stars Matt Berry, Richard Iowade, and uh, Noel Fielding. It's probably one of the greatest things ever invented for television. And now there are actually books coming out. Okay, so. I don't know that it was the greatest thing. It is hysterical, but go ahead and check it out. You should find it on YouTube because I think that's the easiest way to find those episodes. But we're going to yeah. skip to what we're actually doing. Yes, today. yes, we're actually here for because, important things. Yes, because I can't let you talk about Garth Moringa anymore today. <laughs> um, but we do have an amazing real author with yes. us today. <laughs> so the other book i'm most excited to wait for so yes yeah i i'm just gonna say i think she's gonna put your whole garth Moringa thing to shame here we are with Paige lavoy oh greetings travelers hello yes Yes. Uh, see she didn't lean that far into the mic which is good greetings travelers there we go now you're talking Let's just make the entire podcast really creepy. No, just oh, kidding. Man. Is it creepy or is it sensual? What what everybody doesn't realize is on camera, we've all turned off our lights and are holding flashlights. Yeah. Chins, I wish so. you could see. Oh, yeah. No, it's an ASMR podcast. Oh, yeah. That's it's like yeah, we've been, lean we've in been asked, and we've been asked really loud. So, oh, my gosh. oh, my gosh. Okay. You want to listen to chewing for like 45 minutes? No. 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 Uh, they've just, they, they, they know Erica and I would just be doing Cracker Barrel chicken and dumplings and <laughs> it would not be pleasant. So. You know what, Mark? Chicken and dumplings, it's actually their cheesy hash browns that get me. I'm just mm-hmm. throwing Sunday that. chicken. Oh, chicken. I, I can't eat chicken. You keep bringing this I know, up. And I know, I know. Stop rubbing it in my face. Okay. Well, I can't do garlic and you always eat spaghetti. So it's okay. okay. But actually, that's what I had for dinner tonight. My- Back to Paige, though. <laughs> I had spaghetti for dinner tonight, but uh, he's allergic to like all the stupid stuff. Oh my gosh. Actually, side note, because this is crazy. I found out that they put coconut oil now in most chocolate because they found it to be cheaper than the way they were making it. So even Swiss Miss hot chocolate has coconut oil and I'm allergic to coconut. So now I'm like, this is recent and I'm now in a complete like panic because I went to have some ice cream that was mint chocolate chip. And I was like, why are my lips tingling? And it's because it had coconut oil in it. And I'm like, why does this stuff happen anyway? Needless to say, my world is ending because everybody's using coconut oil for chocolate now. My world, welcome to it. I'm allergic to all the grasses, <laughs> so I can't eat garlic, no. onion, collard greens, all that, and and that's in everything. 
This so, is just the food allergy podcast because I don't use gluten or dairy so. or any yeah. of that. Like turn to the boredom. No, just kidding. So Paige, <laughs> let's talk about you because you're amazing and not completely <laughs> boring like me and Mark with our food allergies and stuff like that. Um, so let's tell the audience a little bit about you as an author, just because I think you'll do it more justice than we will. And I'll just fangirl sure. back here. Okay. Um, all right. So hi everyone. I'm Paige Lavoy. I write stories. They typically have monsters, misfits, people falling in love. Um, and my sort of newest series is I'm in love with Mothman. And it's about a 22 year old burnt out social media influencer who decides that she's done on the internet. She's ditching her life online. She's moving to a cabin in the middle of nowhere and who lands on her roof. Mothman, obviously. And uh, oh no, he broke his wing. So they've got to, she's got to take care of him. She's got to nurse him back to health. Does she feed him soup? You bet. You bet she does. And uh, it's also very cute. Like vegan muffins for him. So, oh I yeah, that's, it's cookies. She's trying to make cookies yeah. for her neighbor friends. And uh, I was like, how can I open this scene? So we just have giant Mothman in a cabin. And she's like, I'm a really good baker, I swear. And there's just smoke everywhere. And he's like, what is, what is, and he's so in love with her. He's just hopelessly devoted to the sweet, uh, human who is wearing like ball gowns in the woods and uh, traipsing around being ridiculous. It's true. I have to say, so I'm um, listening to the audiobook because that's how I do anything on my travels, on my travels, travelers. Um, and I love the fact that she decided to move out into the woods um, with glitter sneakers. Glitter high heel sneakers. Like that was the, that was a good, I, I love that she thought legitimately that that was a good plan. Yeah. And honestly, um, you know, something you might think to yourself, of course she would have like practical shoes. I don't have practical shoes. Nope. <laughs> no, I actually don't own a pair of sneakers currently. I do have a pair of croc flats. They're like the fashion crocs, which is not a statement that actually makes sense. Um, no, but yeah, no. so I was like, what is the most ridiculous like fashion blogger influencer shoes? And there's this brand that was super popular called Irregular Choice. And they literally make huh? like cartoony, uh, light up, glittery sneakers. And I wanted them so bad. Like when, when they first launched and they were really having a moment online, I'm like, those are Heather's practical shoes. Those are her. I'm going to go for a hike. I'm doing things. And I love that. Sorry if you can hear a, a a sweet toddler in the background. It's bedtime, and I think she. We can't. Hear okay, great. Never mind. Yeah, what no, child? There, there was there's no <laughs> child that we're talking about. Yeah. Glitter She's sneakers. <laughs> yeah, glitter sneakers. She's a cherub. I love her so much. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm just sometimes I forget that throughout the whole book she's wearing those. So like they're having serious conversations in the woods. Like all these things are going on, and her sneakers are probably just like lighting up. <laughs> I cannot wait till somebody is cosplaying this character oh my God. because yeah. the glitter sneakers, but I thought that, and you know, we're going to obviously, you know, layers on this because we are on the road to Mothman. But um, one of the things I thought was interesting is to me as a reader that really set the stage for her kind of mindset and her impetuousness in doing this activity. Cause I'm not going to give away things. Everybody needs to listen to it, but her de determined desire to go do this 
was very fast. And I think people who do things very fast don't always think them all the way through the way they need to. <laughs> no. Yeah. She had her Pinterest board. She had that sort of like lightning idea of I need to make a change. And then all of a sudden she's in the woods and I wanted to make sure the pacing moved really quickly too. Like, so we weren't kind of, cause in the first draft, we saw her at, like at an influencer party. We saw her with her ex-boyfriend. We saw all of this stuff that I'm thinking I might release in like a blog post or something like that. Um, but it did not serve the story whatsoever. And I thought about a reader coming into this book and what they were expecting. And I'm like, I'm not going to introduce like five people that you never see again and have all of this stuff that really doesn't serve the plot at all. Um, so it all ended up getting cut and I think it was for the best, but it was really helpful for me as an exercise just to form the character and see what her life was like before the big change happens. Yes. And anyway, Mark, have you actually, cause you have a different sort of experience with this book, right? Just a little, just a little, uh, okay. you know, I, I read it. I didn't, uh, I didn't listen to it yet. So um, I'm going to have to uh, listen to the audio version and compare notes and see what's different. Uh, but my my take with this is, you know, like I said, I, what was fun was at Mothman Festival last year, we were, it was my first time being there as a guest speaker and, you know, selling Erie Appalachia and uh, meeting all the people. And thankfully, I had your preview flyers to hand out at the festival and they were flying off the shelves literally I, I literally could not hold on to them as you know we had stacks of them and they were gone in a second people were just thrilled with the idea of it and I can't wait to actually have the books there this year spoiler alert we're gonna have them <laughs> uh but uh, now my question to you is you know as you're coming up with this you know how how much research on Mothman did you do why don't we start with why did she choose Mothman? Why did you choose Mothman? Yeah, that's a good yeah. question. I mean, you know, I think one, Mothman's just very hot. Like if you're looking at all the cryptids, like, I mean, that that butt, first of all, yeah. wow, top oh, yeah. tier. Um, but also there's just such a mystery around Mothman. We have this um sort of these sad tragedies around him is he a harbinger of death is he oh, like trying to warn people of tragedy um and I think in that I felt like this very strong sense of loneliness like we have all these sightings of him like clawing up a car and being seen alone in the woods and also doing some really obscure things I, I read a story about um him stealing a dog and yeah, yeah one, in my mind overlook. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would like to think that that dog was just his companion in the woods for a while <laughs> and it had a long, healthy life with him. And what, how, how wonderful that's, that's what my cutesy brain wants to do with that information. Um, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah you just go with that. Just go with yeah, that. I, yeah. I, I don't want to put a trigger warning on this episode. So to, to discuss they're having what, a great time. What really happened with the dog? But yeah, it's just <laughs> just a just a, a mothman and his dog running around the woods. It's totally. Bandit, we hope you're out there, you know, on the farm upstate. Yeah, kicking all it. The rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, so you see all this. this some stuff is really awful. Some stuff is just kind of um strange and mysterious and so I think I was drawn to that and also the idea of this 
lonely creature who's maybe one of a kind lurking around the forest and trying not to be seen. And uh, it kind of made my brain go into like a Beauty and the Beast kind of place. Uh, what's his deal? How did he get here? Um, and I went back and forth on like what I wanted the the reasoning to be like in in a, a first draft he was sort of a like forest guardian and I didn't end up going with that um but yeah I'm so curious Mark as a cryptid enthusiast as an expert uh, uh what are there any things in the Mothman lore that you wish were included that you were hoping to see oh in, in your book yeah uh, <laughs> uh, they, um I, we're I, kissing I, well I mean John Keel the guy the great the great uh, studier of this, uh, who was the guy who brought Mothman to light. You know, he was the the journalist who happened to be there when all this was happening. And then he was there. He's the one they based Mothman Prophecy. He wrote Mothman Prophecies and, you know, fictionalized quite a bit of what he was doing, but also, you know, embraced a lot of the research too. Now he tied in one of our favorite characters from mythology of, of uh, West Virginia, but not mythology, it's an, an encounter that happened, which was Indrid Cold. And um, he tied that into Mothman. Aliens. You, want, yeah. mm. you wanted her to put aliens. You wanted some aliens. Cold should definitely <laughs> be the love triangle. Oh my goodness. And Indrid Cold as the one investigating Mothman. And, you know, and, and they could have a, you know, but that would just be. Paige, you, I warned, I should have warned you before we started this, that you've got to be very careful asking Mark some of these questions. <laughs> because if, if the Garth Merengue thing did not give away the fact that Mark will find A, some weird, obscure way to bring up different things, and B, he's going to be like, how do I make this super weird? <laughs> well, what I if mean, there was a love triangle with yeah, aliens? Yeah, exactly. With Indrid Cold, come on, <laughs> the smiling man, you know, uh, you know, but uh, no, one of the, one of the fun things, you know, we go back to the original encounter, and uh, that's what I, a lot of people overlook, everybody always pictures the, the Mothman the as, Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the 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 artsy, the the more dimensional warping and all this stuff. The original encounter, the first time they describe him is his wing is caught in a barbed wire fence, and he's using these muscular arms to rip his wing free. So I love the idea of you having the wounded Mothman and nursing him back to health because that goes back to the original sighting that most people overlook. You know, so just one of those little pieces that oh, I thought was very. That's really fun. I think I was thinking that the original was always that that car one that everyone that's thinks part of. of that. This is the yeah. first part of that. The first time they Ooh. see him is he's stuck on a barbed wire fence. So poor lonely Mothman. Yeah, exactly. just needs someone to help. <laughs> I don't think you actually describe how he got hurt. Oh, when when he lands on the roof, yeah, he's creeping on Heather. He I has know a he crush. Is, we don't, we're not doing the stalker thing, but I'm just <laughs> no. saying, if it ever yeah. comes up, you have yeah. that barbed wire story to go back That's to, right? Mothman's yeah. nemesis, barbed wire. I I figured it was um he was being clumsy because he's sneaking sneaking around looking checking on his his sweet influencer girl, and <laughs> uh it's storming and he just was a little reckless and gets. So is he on? on roof. I, that was one of the questions. Is he on Instagram? Is it Mothman likes this? Yeah. Oh, uh, is Mothman? <laughs> I actually made an Instagram uh, for Heather. 
So there's, if you look up her screen name in the book, there's an Instagram page uh, where it just has a little profile picture and it says that she's on hiatus. Um, And I've thought about opening that up and having uh, some different updates and stuff from her. Very cool. I think that would be- There you go, fans. There's one for the goat too. uh, A Mothman heart Heather- you know, Instagram yeah. page and, uh, you know, and, and follow it. So. Right. Yeah. Just both of them going back and forth. Yes. Oh my gosh. I don't know that Moth would want to use a phone. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that we could get him on Instagram. So, well, yeah. I was about to say with those claws, I don't know how the hell he would use a phone. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, he he definitely have, these... have to be on a tablet. You know, I think, uh, and this is a mild spoiler, but I think one of my favorite things to write was him crushing the phone and it just like in his hands electric confetti he yeah. thinks he's helping oh i i love that because um if you think about something like i was actually having a conversation with my daughter who's in her mid-20s but she i was telling her i'm like you need to you know go outside take a walk uh leave the phone right and she literally gasped <gasps> like there was a, an audible gasp on the phone when i'm yep. explaining this to her and i'm like you know when I was your age, we didn't actually have cell phones. Like that, like we we knew how to call each other. That wasn't a thing. Me, you know. And so you can live without it, believe it or not. I know you don't think that, but you can <laughs> live without it. And it was just funny because she started laughing and she's like, Why are you saying that? And I'm like, because I heard you gasp. I heard you gasp when I said like <laughs> but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil her, but Heather definitely has a reaction to the phone being broken into literary <laughs> shards. Um, so let's talk. So the second book's coming out. We just talked mm-hmm. about that. I'm engaged to Mothman, right? And that releases in November, which is super exciting. Yes. And this is going to be a trilogy, correct? Yeah. I am currently, uh, book three is kind of getting woven together. I'm a little bit of a chaos writer. So I have things in Google Docs, I have things in Word, and then I have things on my free write. And the other day I'm like, all right, let's uh, put all, start pasting all these things into the draft. And um, yeah, that was, uh, it was a journey. It was fun. Now now it's nice to kind of see all the pieces coming together. But um, in the second book, we're going to learn a little bit about moths, family. I want to, I want to figure out how to say this about major spoilers, maybe uh, figure out origins a little bit. Um, And Heather is going to kind of, this first book, we get a lot of Moth and Heather getting to know each other, really diving into their romance and and getting comfortable and vulnerable with each other. And in the second book, they're going to maybe have to take their relationship from being isolated out to the woods into more of a public setting and see how that dynamic kind of works when you're introducing new people. And, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know how to say anything else without saying too much, but it was really, really, really fun to write. Um, and there's lots of new characters. Um, Uh, I think we get really into that found family trope in this one, like a lot of those cozy moments and it's a little spicier. So that was really fun too. (laughs) We we like it. And you know, what's interesting. Spice is nice. Spice Spice up your life. (laughs) So I'm going to ask you a couple more questions about the book and then I'm ready. We're going to take a break, but and talk about monsters after that. But one of the things that I love about this book is taking the um, cryptid aspect out of it 
this is a very sweet with a little spice romance story like it and it's different from that angle because it's about that relationship and not about he's a cryptid like that he's a cryptid you know but it's not like this book is a cryptid and then he meets somebody you know like you you created i think uh an amazing story for these two characters but you did it in a way where you were not making that the focus and i think that's kind of brilliant and did you did you set out that way to do it like yeah i did um thank you first of all that made me you can't um this is audio only so you can't see but i'm i'm very like uh flushed uh a little blushing yeah a little blushing um i did i really wanted something that felt like that sort of hallmark romance, that classic rom-com, but I wanted monsters in it because I'm not a Christmas girl. I'm a Halloween person. I I love the spooky season. I love autumn. It's always been my favorite. And I'm like, how can we get those swoony feelings, that classic structure of a romance and add monsters to it? Because I think that we have a lot of monster um, erotica, which is lovely. And I I have so much fun reading it. And then we have our rom-coms and then we are getting, we are starting to get more of that mix of sweet and spicy. And so like very, very fun. My friend uh, Lizzie Strong does it very well. Her stuff is higher level spice, uh, but it still has that cozy feeling woven in. But I really wanted to do something that felt like um, the Dead Romantics or Allie Hazelwood's uh, books where you're getting that camp, you're getting all of the tropes, and you're getting Mothman all at the same time. Um, and so as I was writing it, I was really studying that structure of a Hallmark movie. Um, and I didn't know if it was going to be spicy at all, really. There were moments when I was like, could this be a little bit of a higher YA? And she's like 18 and they're younger and it's it's way more sweet. Uh, but it really worked where the character is 22, where she's in that cusp of being that new adult and uh, they have a little bit more of a mature relationship while still dealing with that growing up, uh, finding your way uh, theme. And uh, I just, I loved writing two people who are hiding from the world. Uh, Mothman doesn't want, you know, all the monster hunters to find him. Heather is tired of her internet fans and that pressure and that social media life. And they both end up hiding in the woods for different reasons and finding each other. And it was just the, it was like, honestly, a joy to write. And I I love that. I do want to say for um, people who may not be like, I don't read romance because I know a lot of you are coming to Mothman to see us and you're going to need to buy this book, but um, <laughs> the hunters and that aspect of it, you kept uh-huh. that very true in the book and not like just a little bit of a Diet Coke thing on the side, which sometimes Hallmark tends to do yep. is, you know, they, they, they kind of mention something. And you're like, did they ever mention that again? No, like, you know, so I love that anyone who's reading this book that may not be like, I'm in it for the romance could also see because moth goes through his struggles too like just as much as she does with what exists out there and what i'm not going to give away more than that but there's there is a monster hunter at least one in this book you know and it's and it's interesting that dynamic and um i thought you did that character a lot of justice too because anyone who is um 
you know, seeing the people that work at sort of hunting cryptids. And when I say hunting, I'm, I'm, you know, there are two different schools. There's the ones that are um, looking just to understand and find out about them. And it's this unknown thing, which, you know, Erie Travels, big support. And then there are these people that are like, they're the devil, let's kick them out, you know, like kind of thing. So I thought you did a lot of justice to that. So even if you're not like, I'm a romance reader, there's so much to that story within the book too. So did you Thank find you. monster hunters when you wrote that? Like, how did you create was, that character? So, okay. well, um, you know, Chris, well, can I say, you know what? You can, if you read it, you know exactly who it's going to be. Um, he was a character that I wanted to make sure had like that. He thinks he's the hero in the story the entire right. time. Uh, he's, if it's, uh, if we're doing Beauty and the Beast, he's the guest on the whole uh, adventure, but he has a complexity about him. He really cares and he really thinks he's doing the right thing. I wanted to make sure because the like monster and paranormal researcher community is so lovely and has been really kind and welcoming and, uh, there's like some wonderful Facebook groups about people sharing Mothman sightings and stories. And it's, it's really fun. And so I wanted to make sure to distance Chris from that group. So if someone who's like, I love going out into the forest and doing research and, and finding these things, I didn't want them to see Chris and think like, Oh, does she think that that's what we're like? Because that's not at all what this, uh, this community yeah. is like. Doesn't yeah. come across like that at all in the book. Thank you. Yeah. And I actually I peppered in lines basically of of him sort of uh turning his nose up at that community because I wanted to make sure that he had a very different where he's not in it for answers. He's very much in it for revenge. He's had his experiences and he's out for blood. Um and uh yeah, so so I I also, you know, I'm not a big uh, no, it's not even, I'm not a big, I'm not into hunting whatsoever. Like if, if I, if anyone, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm Paige Lavoy author. And you look at me, I, I look like I would invite animals in to clean my home. Uh, I, I was going to say very snow white. Very <laughs> snow white. Very, very, very yeah. yeah. So Singing every day, like, yeah. And, and so I had to make sure that I checked my own biases while I, I am very aligned with Heather in that, that I, I tried not to just like, uh, I, I tried to write it from Heather's voice and not put my own, uh, it, it, it's there, but you know what I mean? Have that balance. No. And I think you did that beautifully. Cause I think that the, you know, that I love talking around this, so we're not giving away, but I think the dynamics <laughs> of it and how you portrayed that character is you did a very good job and you did a very good job of grounding why he's like the way he is that is very relatable and very believable that he would do that. And I think a lot of times when it comes to the, um, first of all, every evil person in a story generally thinks they're the hero of their own story. You rarely get an evil person that knows they're evil, right? Because they, they think they're right. Or even if they know they're evil, they're still the hero because all the good people are idiots or whatever, you know? Um, but I think that you did a great job with that. And I, I totally see it from the, you know, um, paranormal, I want to say hunting, but I really mean it in the nice way of trying to find evidence, trying to find things, the people that are doing it the right way. Um, community is not like that at all. You know, they're not into the, they're into the, 
um, exploration of it and all that stuff. And I think you absolutely laid that balance between the characters while making that character very real. So I think that was also a, a terribly brilliant part of the story without giving a lot of way. Look at me. <laughs> very well spoken. Very yeah. Well <laughs> what did, and, and Erica, I got to say, it's a joy watching you fangirl instead of me fanboying <laughs> over a guest. So it's, it's do you see fun. how I do it with decorum and asking appropriate questions? Where I just blabber, yeah. Yeah, but, he gets yeah. so excited, and I do. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of Paige. But oh. um, when Mark does it, he's he's just like, then I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You're just staring <laughs> yeah. at the person, yeah. or, or just talking. But with I'm that, doing it, are, I'm doing it now. It's just a little, little, a little less. Yeah, am little, I doing it a little better than you are? Is yeah, that yeah, I, I was just, I'm enjoying watching you do it, which is making it just hysterical <laughs> for me. So. And we'll do more of that in just a few minutes, folks, when we get back from these messages. Eerie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock or the Satan spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncie, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the US, Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. We're back and Mark, instead of fangirling on and starting to babble about things, decided to do it during the break. So oh, we're going to yeah. go back to what he was. Yeah, I totally. Well, you called me carry, out on the podcast. I'm calling you out. Has up. never jumped onto a single podcast, had to step in to talk to Paige about Mothman stuff on my on our break. So, I mean, your wife is lovely, so I'm yeah. not complaining. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, no, she's the talent. I just do words. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You know, I, I she is the talent. But um no, we were you guys were discussing uh on the, what was your question, Carrie? Was was what what is what to you you know where where is Mothman, you know, because birds are evolved reptiles, right? Go ahead, lean in. <laughs> Let me clarify. I was saying that birds are a form of reptiles. I know some people may not believe it, but feathers are actually modified scales. So I didn't know if Mothman was more of a mammalian creature or more of a reptilian creature, which I mean, part of that harkens to a lot of aliens are considered reptilian. So there's a lot of ways we could take Mothman. There are a lot of ways we could take Mothman and you can <laughs> read more about them. <laughs> yeah, so what, what would be your take as you were writing this? 
Mothman. So um, I I kind of did because while I was looking up like reference and uh, stuff, I kind of saw like a mixed bag of textures where it's like feathers, scales, all sorts of stuff. So I did kind of like a scaly lower body kind of going into like more soft downy feathers on his chest. And then the wings are more um, moth-like with some feathers sort of trailing down the shoulders. Um, I'm going to have to draw it at some point in time. I'm not a very good artist, but. Um... I think, I think Carrie's going to draw it for you. <laughs> Carrie, so that it actually looks like what you want it to look like. But we draw also... stick figures here, me and Mark. We can do that. Yeah, yeah. No, I can Carrie do a chibi. Is the expert, so she, she's the one who <laughs> listens to all these people who tell us their encounters and their stories. And then I give her my notes and then she's taking her own notes. And then that's when she comes up with these amazing illustrations you know, for the books. So, Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're incredible. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes um, in, in my book too, he does look like, like a hot anime guy. So the shifted form is like the, the big wings, the little fluffy antenna and very handsome. I thought a lot about Adam driver. While I was uh, oh my goodness. I would. So I am a huge Adam Driver fan. There's a movie called 65 out there right now. And I keep trying to get my boyfriend to watch it with me. And he's like, I already know what the whole thing. I'm like, but it's Adam Driver. Man, need- man who killed Don Quixote. The one that nobody's hmm. seen. Uh, Terry Gilliam's yeah. latest. He's amazing in it. And him and Jonathan Price slay that movie. Awesome. So when I was listening to Mothman, uh, that is who I put in the place of Mothman. Well, is yeah. adam driver i was like you know he's really tall and i'm like oh he's like adam so so when the movie rights come out we know who to we know who needs the option oh yes yes please uh, uh, lee pace has also gotten tossed around a lot a lot of people yeah. say they think about lee pace and i'm so down with that casting too yeah that would be amazing okay so mark oh who would you cast as heather i don't know i was chatting about that in my discord um where I, Heather, I kind of flopped around with who, who I thought made the most sense, I guess. I feel like someone, it, uh, like um, someone's breakout role, someone that we yeah. don't know yet. You know what I mean? Like I went, I, I went influencer. I went, you know, old school mm-hmm. today and then, but she's oh, too old. Wow. And then I went Ashley Birch uh, and she's a little too old for that now. So I, I would have to go somebody along those lines. That was what I felt anyway. Yeah, I'm, I I really need an answer because I've been getting asked that one a little more frequently. There was a book talker who someone tagged and they said that they, she looked very similar to the cover art. I think books by Sierra. And I'm like, oh, I need to send her a copy and be like, hey, it's oh, you. <laughs> our our, our girl, Priscilla Rose. That, that would be good too. So Yeah, now, you know, you should throw it out there and have people give you names because there are all these you know, type actors and act- um, and actresses that uh, we, or just actors, I should say, that yeah. um, we don't even think about. And somebody's mm-hmm. going to slide, they're going to slide that into one of your DMs and you're going to be like, this is who it is, you know? Yeah, true. And I then think- I won't be able to stop thinking about, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then you're like, I'm writing the movie script right now. Yeah. Oh, um, I'd love to. So Mark, though, you were talking about um, some obscure thing uh, having to do with Mothman mm-hmm. when we were, you're like, I'm going to talk about this on, and when we get back. Well, I'm, I'm going to say that, you know, so, you know, people, when they do research on Mothman, they tend to look up, you know, John Keel Mothman prophecies and the original sightings and all that. And then it just kind of stops. The suspension bridge collapses, you know, the silver bridge dies. 
and that's the end. No one, you know, Mothman disappears after that. No, he doesn't. He just the newspapers stopped reporting on him then. Um, and John Keel finishes his book, and that's you know, that's the end is the bridge disaster. The Mothman was warning us of the bridge disaster. But when I was doing Appalachia, I thankfully got lots of people reaching out saying, you know, I saw him in the 70s, I saw him in the 80s, I saw him in the 90s. I saw him two weeks ago, and I'm like, what? You know, tell me these sightings. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking more of the Chicago Mothman or maybe the India Mothman, which seem more flying gargoyle-y. They don't really seem like classic Mothman. But then the more these people would describe them to me, the more I'd be like, aha, uh -huh. you know, this is this, maybe there is something to this. And one of my favorites was this postal truck driver was driving across the New River Bridge, which is, you know, one of the highest suspension bridges in the world. And it's a beautiful valley. It's probably one of the most amazing things to drive over in the world. And he saw this thing coming at him with a reddish glow. And it started getting really close to him. And he's driving, you know, 60 miles an hour across the bridge. And night is falling. And he realizes this thing's keeping up with him and flying beside him. And he turns and he's thinking it's a drone or somebody's just having some fun with him. And when he sees it, he describes it as basically a flying Sasquatch uh, with big red eyes and a 10-foot or even bigger wingspan, at least 10 foot. And he still thinks it's kind of a hoax, but then those eyes just kind of fixate on him and he starts to panic and he realizes he's not paying attention to the roads. So he quickly turns back to the road and the thing he looks back and it's taken off. It's like flying off down the valley. And he reported it to the police. They didn't apparently do anything about it, just took the report. And then he reported it to me uh, because I'm the creepy <laughs> Florida guy. And I had mentioned Mark, on a few I need I need boards. to clarify something, though, before you continue. What did you expect the police to do about it? You said they apparently did nothing as if like they're ignoring well, it. They didn't call him back. They didn't follow up anything. Oh. There's no... You know, he never got a, oh, we we researched it. Usually, even if you report, oh, I, you know, lost this thing. And could you see if it's been turned into any pawn shop? You know, 90 days later, you'll get a little letter saying, we looked into it. Sorry, we can't find anything. But this guy, he's never gotten anything back. And this was, you know, 2018. And when he talked to me about this, it was 2020. And he was saying he hadn't heard anything in a couple of years. He saw my posts looking for information about it in recent sightings. And so he threw that one in for me. Uh, so, you know, that was pretty cool. And I, I I love that he's still out there, still doing his thing. And he, he might he might have been, you know, checking out the postal truck to see if Heather's getting a new package. And he wanted to make Maybe. sure it was, he was tracking it. <laughs> so, Maybe it's the phone. I'm just saying. Phone Maybe. That's um, true. Maybe. But I, I think it's funny you say that because me immediately is I'm like, if I was a police officer and somebody came in and described a giant flying Sasquatch with red eyes and everything, he'd be lucky I didn't put him in the loony bin, right? Like <laughs> getting a report. Think about that it was Mothman because he, you know, he was thinking Mothman is the statue, you know, the, mm. you know, the, the Frazetta version that Frazetta got from the John Keel writing, you know, and, uh, and so he didn't even put two and two together of a flying Sasquatch and Mothman until later when he was, talking about it on other groups somebody said hey that's what i saw that's more what mothman is to us and my my favorite thing now do you know the sound mothman makes supposedly 
it's like screeching, right? Right. There's a really just yeah. a high pitch kind of. Wait, 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 wait. You think this big monster would have some <laughs> deafening roar, but no, it's it, it sounds like Beaker <laughs> from the Muppets, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's Beaker from the Muppets. That's like, the casting. That's yeah, who's like gonna. A, I'm in love with Mothman, but it's all Muppets. There you go. There's the, Heather. There's the cast. There's the cast. There you go. Disney Plus special. <laughs> oh my Can gosh! You even imagine. Oh my gosh, that would be ridiculous. Okay, so Paige, so, let's talk about your other work. So we're talking about the Mothman work, but let's talk about your other work a little bit. Sure. Okay. Uh, where do we want to start? Well, I want. To, where do you want to start? Because I know okay. we have we have an alien book coming out. We oh. do, and oh my gosh, it's really soon too. In October, um, October fourth, we have Dear Galaxy, which is a 1950s inspired space road trip romance. Uh, and gosh, I, this is the book I think I've been writing just the longest. I I think it's like seven years in the making. And so I'm, I'm so excited that it's finally going to like see the light of day and, and people are actually going to get to like read it. And my 90 year old grandma is very excited. It's the one that she's wanted the most over the years. And so she's kind of kept me in check of, okay, when is the space book coming out? Um, it's, it's very sweet YA. Um, and I, I don't know if I should stop for questions instead of just rolling oh, into got, more oh, description. Yeah, okay. Keep on going. Just... Um, yeah. So it stars Susie Starlight. She is the uh, know-it-all advice columnist at her school newspaper. And she thinks, despite never having been off planet or on a date, um, that she has the answers to everything because she has a giant guidebook that she just refers to for anything about social etiquette, dating, what have you. And she's starting to feel a little restless. And one day a letter arrives at her desk that is addressed to her alias, Miss Galaxy. And she gets sent on this road trip through outer space. And she's got to take along the rest of the newspaper club. So she has her best friend, a guy that she cannot stand, and uh, the junior editor of the newspaper. And they all travel to all of these made-up planets together. And in every spot, there's a different clue that leads them to the next planet. And wow, I don't know that I'll ever write sci-fi adjacent again because writing uh, space stuff is very difficult. <laughs> but I had just the best time. It uh, reminds me of the 1950s beach movies. Nice. Like Gidget nice. and all of that. Yeah, I, I was, watched so much Turner Classic movies growing up. So it's, that's it's in there. It's fun because you know, the 1950s were probably one of the height of UFO mania because so many people were seeing them all over the place, especially, you know, mid 50s uh, 52 is the the year eisenhower ordered shoot him down because they saw mm -hmm. the the seven over the white house and all that and this is you know this is the origin of modern alien mythology or or science depending on which version you fall on you know modern ufo history so i love that you said that that style you know, Thank you. you know, which is fantastic. So I have them in to... a flying saucer too, where I was like, what, what are they going to be traveling around in? And it's just this little flying saucer. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's a lie. I was going to have them in a flying saucer. I have them in a um, Jetsons-esque souped up um, space cruiser. So they look like these hot rods, but it's oh. like with a little bubble dome over it. And there is a line from Wallace, who's the kind of stuck up uh uh, newspaper 
a guy where he's like, I thought we'd have something sensible like a flying saucer. So he was upset. Nice. Flying saucers of the minivan. In so, I was there, so they're the SUV yeah. and then mm-hmm, the, all right, mm-hmm. all right. So. <laughs> so I, so you have this, which is amazing, but you have another release that just came out, correct? I do. Um, yeah, I have a Hades and Persephone retelling called our own little underworld. And, uh, that one has been so much fun too. Uh, it's about a uh, sweet goth kid and a cottage or princessy kind of, again, like a girl who would be friends with Heather, honestly, nice. but uh, he's getting really bullied at school. She has a super toxic relationship with her mother and they end up running away together. And it's got a lot of parallels to Hades and Persephone, but I tried to bring it into the modern world where he like serves her pomegranate tea and uh, wow. another story of people running off to the woods together. Cause apparently I have a thing for that. Oh. Yeah, can't argue I, that. That's where we're moving. We're moving off to the woods. So. Yeah, you got to. A lot of people too, because uh, you know, Percy is this sweet kind of vintage-esque girl, and then we have Hayden, who's this like hardcore-looking goth boy with a heart of gold. And they'll think that I'm more like Percy, but I was I was the goth kid. I was hanging around the cemetery with my big sketchbook and had like the giant mohawk and stuff. So uh, a lot of both of them are you know, as we do as authors, I put myself into both the characters, but I kind of flip-flop on whether I'm more like Hayden or Percy in it. What we do. I I love that. So what else is out there from you for for people who inquiring minds want to know? Well, it's, uh, I'm in love with Mothman. Then we have our own little underworld and then Dear Galaxy. And then the third Mothman book, uh, where maybe they get married. I don't know. It's I'm in love with Mothman. I'm engaged to Mothman, and uh, I dumped I'm, Mothman. That's the not, third yeah, one. I dumped yeah. Mothman. Yeah, I dumped <laughs> Mothman. We're not together anymore. Oh no! It's I'm getting married to Mothman. Will be the third one, and uh, I can't say anything about it because it's going to spoil just the whole thing. No, but um, yeah. Uh, anything so th- about that's that. that's kind of what's on the horizon and then I'm drafting a ton of stuff where I'm flirting with the uh, swamp monster concept right now what? yeah swamp monster, swamp monster. Hey, I, which, uh, we, which kind lizard or plant or okay I'm I'm going very fish man so oh, okay. uh I love creature from the black lagoon I love um Ship you know water. Yes, that one. Okay. Um, I, my brain just for a minute, but, um, so I really wanted to do like a giant fish man. And then we went, uh, we went on a vacation and we went to silver Springs and that kind of solidified it with me where I had this very vivid thought while we were doing the glass bottom boat tours of what if, um, a fish man just swam. What if someone just saw his little, uh, flipper feet just for a second and, and what would that kind of be like and uh it, it's all where they filmed a lot of it so that's where they filmed I know. a lot of it, so. so um it, i'm gonna bring it back over there and there's campgrounds there too you can yeah. like stay um and, Our... and maybe there's some vampire things in the works too oh very nice very you nice gotta love all these uh, we, we, we love our vampires so <laughs> what you know, we, we only have a little bit left, but I want to go into what made you um, so in love with Halloween 
like I'm a Halloween girl myself too. I'm, I'm so excited. Like I keep joking that it's, um, you know, you, it's Halloween season. Cause they're starting. I looked up to see if Starbucks had their pumpkin spice lattes. Usually that's the symbol of it. Cracker Barrel but, does have their oh, Halloween No, they do. They should yeah. have them now. They're yeah, it's just, usually well, right up before the July. Well, by now. When, yeah, you know, by August. now. In August. Yeah, no, they have them now. So, um, but I I love so much Halloween-y stuff. And I know what mine goes back to. And mine is, is not as cute of a story. So um, tell us your story, though, why you're a Halloween-y girl. Okay, but do we get to hear yours after? Or no, it's not It's not a podcast one. No, it's totally a podcast. <laughs> I, I, I have been uh, very... Uh, lots of ghost situations lots of paranormal situations as a child Mm -hmm. i lived in a haunted house growing up so we should compare notes sometimes oh yeah (laughs) we we should we should we should let's have a pumpkin spice latte and compare notes because yeah yeah. so my kids did my kids did a whole episode of our show where they just described the stuff growing up in this house (laughs) they did and mark knew nothing about it but oh my god they they kept it from me um, a lot of fear and having to turn that fear into something that I was more in control of, I guess, or more like that, that was mine was it wasn't, it wasn't a cute ghost. Like you hear these stories of these cute ghosts now that do cute things. And I'm like, why can't I have a cute ghost that does a cute thing versus my experiences? So what about yours? I think we had kind of a similar, um, feeling of being really afraid of all the paranormal stuff. Cause I legitimately thought it was all real. Uh, my grandpa was a very like spooky Halloweeny guy where he would tell us stories when we were very little about the boogeyman and all sorts of UFOs. He loved UFOs. Mark, you and him would got, he had oh, we- like, he was developing photos. He would show us all sorts of stuff. He would sit and talk to you about aliens and creatures of the night. He convinced my sister and I that vampires ran um, all the blood drives in the blood, blood banks and stuff. Um, so I just very think? much, he's, right? Oh, <laughs> we're going to drop some facts on you listeners. Uh, no, 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 no. I'll save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I very much thought that all of it was real. Um, and I think that part of me was very afraid of that, but part of me, the bigger part of me thought it was all fascinating. So Halloween, I think I dressed up like a witch every single year. I would like pretend I had magical powers. Um, and then I don't, I don't know. It just continued to grow. I remember seeing this um, advertisement for Halloween Horror Nights on it's like one of those cable things where they would show the behind the scenes of um, painting uh, the host's nails and how they did all the makeup. And I thought it was so cool seeing how this stuff is made and behind the scenes. And then I got to be a scare actor when I was like 18. I tried out as soon as I could. Um, and I think that fear just grew into more and more and more enthusiasm. Um, and I, I, yeah, I just love it. I, I, I think that's a, a bit of a rambly answer. There's also just like a, a smell in the air during fall. And I miss it because I live in Florida now, but that sort of like dead worms and leaves and it's so comforting, which is a strange thing. Like, I'm like, where's my dead worm scented candle? I, I kind of 
You know what I mean? Somebody needs to work on that. Dead worm scented candle. We'll keep our eye out because we go to a lot of creepy shows. Maybe somebody (laughs) will have a dead worm scented candle. So have you been to the Mothman Museum? Have you seen the statue? Haven't been. I I know, I know. And I wrote a whole gosh darn Mothman romance, but um I like lived vicariously through the pandemic on like um all of the social media things where I did like the little click around on Google Maps. Yeah. And so um I want to go so bad. I want to take a picture with that statue and like um to go run around the museum and now there's there's a gift shop there's like oh, a yeah. the, the museum is awesome <gasps> Jeff Lamsley, friend of the show and uh we love him and uh we're excited to be part of the mothman he runs the festival so oh cool uh, he will be he, he is uh you know where he'll he will see your books there so, <laughs> so yeah, we'll try to get him in the shop just just so. wink but wink. <laughs> uh but it's just a couple miles from the domes the tnt domes where the whole sighting occurred and it's that's it's so funny people come to that museum from all over the world for the festival and you can come any other day of the year and walk right in enjoy the the town enjoy the festival all that go over to the dome see all that but if you come on those two days there's a line that's like two hours long so so make sure you come a day earlier come a day late and and then enjoy so but we'll we'll get to that you're you're saying that but everybody's going to be like oh hey harry travel said to come (laughs) <laughs> then everyone come there during the festival and get a copy of the books and then also see us so so yeah. let's talk about that because we have some really special things we've been talking about the books the books the books yeah. but we are very privileged that Paige is um allowing us to bring not only i'm in love with mothman and we're going to bring a hundred signed copies of that. So a very limited, limited edition. Of autographed with a special message from Paige to the Mothman fans there. But we get way before it's released, I'm engaged to Mothman and we will have a limited number of signed copies of I'm engaged to Mothman and the most adorable Mothman stickers that go with it because Paige is a sort of, giving this to us as a gift to take with us to the Mothman Festival, which is super exciting. I'm so excited. Uh, I, yeah, I only ask that you take a picture of, of them there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. We'll we take a picture of the shiny hiney. Yes, you. that's all I want. Yeah. I'm really excited. I just, I hope, um, I hope everyone loves the books and the stickers. And I also, I always do doodles in the books when I sign them too. And uh, they're going to be very cute on the inside. Like I'm going to give Mothman little like blush and hearts and it's it's going to, yeah, very cute. (laughs) I I can't wait. And I'm super excited that you're allowing us to do that. I mean, we, there's a secret hope that you can make an appearance, but we, we don't know. We know we don't know. So, um, but we absolutely are excited to have them there. And we appreciate so much that you've been a part of our Road to Mothman with us. Yeah, I would. I love being here. It's the best. What good vibes. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And we are absolutely going to have to have you on and try to get you to go to the Mothman Festival for <gasps> I Am Married yeah. to Mothman. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Yes, please. And the trilogy is complete. Yes. <laughs> the complete it's not, trilogy. I don't need a whole lot of convincing, honestly. All right. <laughs> Twist your arm. Oh, dude, that's enough. Yep. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh no. What do you mean? I have to go? <laughs> so Paige, how do people find you? Oh man, you can find me all over the internet. Um, I'm Paige Lavoy author, pretty much across social media. Um, and then pagelavoy.com for my website. 
which awesome. uh, I, I should have a makeover at this point. So it should be all, all fun and cute by now. <laughs> very, very cool. We did record this a little in advance, not going to say how much, but it is wonderful having you here. Thank you so much for being on this podcast with us. We really, really, I really, really appreciate it. And Mark's just a hanger on on this. Particular oh, no, I, I appreciate it. Too. <laughs> it's been amazing. I appreciate I'm, being I'm here with you both third of you. Book, since you're still planning and plotting stages, take a look at Indrid Cole. Take a look at the men in black. You got a love triangle there. Oh, my <laughs> Stop it! Enough with it. What, what if I told you there was a love triangle already in the third what? book? <gasps> what if I told you they end up at the Mothman Festival in book two? What? Who said that? What? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, you got to come up for research purposes. So, All right. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, thank you for listening. We don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a review, hit the button you're listening to us. Check out page. I will say this on top of being a fan of the books. I'm a huge fan of her on um, the socials. She is amazing and so much fun to follow. So definitely check that out. And Mark, is there anything you would like to say to conclude this particularly awesome episode? No, I will just say live, laugh, lurk, the motto of Mothman. And uh, we'll see you on the other side.